Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, December 21st. This is episode number 178. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today, back from his vacation, is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Um, tanned, relaxed, and I'm going to do my best to fill in for Bill. <laughs> That's great. Um yeah, I mean, uh, I know you. I know you caught uh, at least got to see the game. Um, I saw the second half. So full disclosure, I'm only going on, um, you know, half the second half of the game. I, I have, haven't been able to see the first half, and I missed recording it. So, um, I'm not sure I'll well, be able to comment completely on a game. But well, I'll a lot do of the best we can. It's not a problem because a lot of us who were watching it on network television only got to see the last three quarters of it. <laughs> because the right? game before it went into overtime, so you, oh, you didn't man. miss a lot. So they're contractually obligated to to show the, the finish of that first game, right? Yeah, yeah. Even Perfect. if it would have come out as a tie, which it almost did. But, right. But yeah, nice. Yeah. So uh, so let let's bring in our guest. Uh, Mike Mike Pistone is our guest, and uh, Mike is back with us. And and uh, Mike, how are things going? It's good to have you back with us. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be here. I think I was, I think it was probably just about a year ago, sometime last November I was on. So always happy to talk Cleveland Browns football with you guys and, uh, you know, kind of commiserate through the season with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and you're the, uh, the smart one of the group because we're sitting here in Ohio and you're, um, you're not. Yeah, we, we ducked out for about a week to visit some family down in Florida and just got here this morning. So hopefully a couple days of good weather before the, the chill falls all the way down here, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah excellent. So. Uh, so, Jeff, is there anything you want to share about the about your trip? Uh, the fact that you relaxed and you got a tan. Well, um just yeah just that it was it was nice to warm up and be able to feel all my fingers for a few days um you know it, it just helps me to get through the winter and you know i guess now i can hunker down and make it till april and i'll be able yeah. to feel my fingers again so yeah so you're good for like what five months <laughs> i hope so <laughs> five months if you're lucky i hope so <laughs> Cleveland yeah. winter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, best, the best four to six months of your life. <laughs> anyway, today, so. today is actually the first day of, of meteorological winter. But Oh, yeah. Uh, um, you know, you wouldn't know that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It seems kind of odd um, when you live when you live in Ohio or in Cleveland. Uh, right. That, uh, that, yeah, first part of December is not even really winter. But but yeah, That's it right. feels like it. It feels like yep. it. So yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to our our uh, drink segment, the Blitz beverages. Um, Mike and I are drinking something tonight, so we'll we'll talk about these. And, and Mike, we'll pass it over to you. Why don't you tell everybody what uh, what you have in front of you there? So tonight's a uh, bourbon and ginger ale. So I've got a bottle of Whistle Pig that uh, a friend got me as a gift. That I'm finishing off, and a little bit of ginger ale with it, and it is uh, it is a perfect combination. Can't complain. Nice. 
So are you are you always a bourbon drinker? I don't remember since it's been a while since you're on. No, I mean, I think last time I, I probably had a beer. Um, I've been kind of mixing it up lately and uh, just, you know, haven't haven't been drinking too much beer lately. So so when I do drink, it's usually a bourbon or or, or something of the sorts. OK, gotcha. So I am I'm not drinking anything, you know, quite as quite as hard as bourbon, but I'm pretty close with this beer. I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a Trog's Mad Elf. And I looked, and this is an 11% beer, so um, so it's got a little bit of a kick to it. But it's a nice Christmas beer, and I'm only going to drink one tonight anyway. So um, it's, uh, I'm guessing a lot of people have had this. Um, it, it's got a, it's you know it, it's a good Christmas beer. I don't I, I think somebody uh, I think somebody told me they didn't like this. So maybe maybe it's just a little strong for some people, but. Flavor-wise, I don't think it's—I don't think it has anything offensive in the flavor at all. You know, maybe you can taste a little more alcohol in this beer because of the high percentage. But um, other than that, I, I think it's got a good holiday flavor to it. So I'll leave it at that. And um, Jeff, you have your highball. Or are you drinking something else tonight? The the the, the typical clear liquor water. That Bill is Bill is so happy to emulate. I did enjoy listening to Bill, by the way. He did, he did a nice job. That. He did a did nice job. job. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. He did. And I mean, I gave him, I gave him some crap. You know, tried to put him on the spot with giving me some stats and stuff, and you know, the weather <laughs> and things like that, just for fun. Um, right. Because I know you have all that stuff at your fingertips all the time. Um, Usually. <laughs> But, but yeah, it was fun. He did, he did a great job too. So, yep. so yeah. Yep. So, all right, guys. Um, you know, I, I look for Brown's news and I really didn't see a lot. So I don't know if, uh, I don't know if either of you guys really have anything much. Um, you know, uh, uh, Ethan Posick's coming off of IR, um, mm-hmm. going, I guess, I guess IR to practice squad, uh, you know, until he's ready. So I don't know if he's going to, if he's in, you know, going to be ready to play uh, this yeah. Saturday. Um, I just realized the Browns were playing Saturday earlier today. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm not used to the Saturday games. Um, you know, I'm glad I looked <laughs> so I didn't miss it. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, it'd be great to have him back. I'm sure he's like, damn, I don't want to play in that game. And, and not that oh, he gosh. would really feel that way, but why would you want to come back and play in the game when it's like two degrees? Yeah. You know? I think the, yeah. the feels like temperature they said was minus 22 or something like that. The, the pseudo wind chill. Yeah. So it's going to be a bad one. be brutal. I, I, I'll give all these guys, any of these guys who go out there and playing that stuff, a lot of credit just for being there and mm-hmm. well, and the fans too. Just for showing up and going the game, um, I'll, yeah, I'll be watching no at home. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, that's going to be nuts. But um, you know, and, and nothing against uh, Froholt, but uh, if you can get Posick back, um, Posick has played. He played so well before the injury. Um, he could definitely mm-hmm. be a boost for the offensive yeah. line. So. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess hope, hopefully we'll find out a little later in the week whether he's trending toward playing or not. But um, 
good good to see that he's off IRR, and um, hopefully we'll at least mm-hmm. uh, see him somewhere, you know, over the course of the next few games. So yeah, and um, I think that that you know him him settling back in um, gives you one less giant question mark on that line in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, um, he played so well, and I. I assume I'm trying to remember. He's probably on a one-year deal, but I would think the Browns would want to bring him back. Yeah, you know, I I would I, think he's earned earned a shot at you know getting a deal. Um, I'm I'm going off the top of my head, Rob, but I think they have. A, remember their option or or how it is, but I think it was a two-year deal. Okay, okay, but it's well, not it's not a guaranteed deal. So you know, yeah, I think either party can walk. Okay. I think uh, what's so. his name? The one that the one that got injured in training camp, Nick Harris. Nick Harris. Nick Harris. I think he's uh-huh. on a couple year deal because he was he was the supposed starter. So that could that could complicate. Well, he's, yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. I think he's got one more year on his rookie deal. He's probably got one year. Okay. Left. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 So oh, you, yeah, you got to believe those, those two are going to fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. If they can, if they have both those guys back next year. Um, yeah, I, I think that I would feel pretty comfortable. It's a definitely. good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big hit to the running game, though, when we kind of had to drop down to our third string center. That was, uh, at least I, I thought there was a noticeable drop off there. He did, a, he did a, a great job, but still, like, everything just didn't flow the way it was the first, like, I don't know, what was it, eight, ten games of the season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just absolutely. I mean, um, Froholt has done a nice job of playing any place and every place they've asked him to play this season. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely a noticeable difference between having him start and and uh, and Posick out there. So, um, you know, you don't want to ding a guy for being out there doing his best, which Froholt has done. And and when you're the third guy up, I mean, what do you really yeah. expect out of your third string guy? You know, um, yeah. kind of would have been shocked if he'd go out there and play just as well. But uh, yep. I don't I don't know if people expected that much out of Ethan Posick either. Right. But um, but yeah, he did a real nice job. So I don't know. Did you guys? I really didn't see anything else from Browns news this week. Um, the or, Pro Bowl announcements just came out uh, sometime this evening. Did you guys see those before we started? I I did not see those. Yeah. I, uh, so Batonio, Chubb, and Garrett all got uh, first team. Okay. Good. Which Good. is not not shocking. I mean, all no. three are absolutely deserve it every year. So yeah, those right. are kind of the, the obvious choices. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know who else on the team would really be in consideration, you know, I mean, who's, who's the next best player on the team? Um, yeah, you um, know, it's kind of hard to pick somebody out. It really a, is. I mean, I mean, in a normal year, Wyatt Teller, but it would be Wyatt Teller. Year. Yeah, but he's, he's not dropped off. Yeah. He's falling yeah. off a cliff kind of yeah. this season. Um, yeah, I think it's had to do something to do with the play on either side of him, but he's certainly not distinguished himself at all this year. Yeah, 
Yeah. Joku might not quite be there yet, but I mean, he's a definite future pro bowler. I could see him easily making it next year. He's the strides he's made um, in the last like two seasons just blows me away. So I'd put David up there with, with anybody next year. I I think if he doesn't, if he didn't have that injury, what he miss? um, two games, um, a couple. It might have been more. Missed, it was a chunk. It may have been two or three. If he doesn't miss yeah. those games, maybe his stats look a little better and maybe has more consideration. I mean, not that he's going to get first team in the AFC. We know who that goes to. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he gets, uh, you know, I think I think you're right. So he, he's close, but, yeah, is I mean, it, the is other it, Is it just me or does it bother you guys that we're in now in year sixth of David and Joker and we're still talking about his potential? I... I would have I would have agreed last year because I don't think he yeah. reached it. But this year he's if you take away the injury, right? I think he's yeah. there. Like the catches he's made, he's that absolute number three receiver. He's filling he's filling the role he's supposed to. Like he lived up to the hype. So I would I'm all about him this year. Um, and then like you know the the acrobatic hurdles are just icing on the cake. But that's just um, fun to watch. Yeah. But last year he definitely wasn't there yet, and he was he was sharing time, and you know I don't know it just it wasn't he wasn't that impressive. Yeah, I would take I mean, I, full yeah. season, full seventeen games of him. I'd say he's top five. Yeah, I, I don't want to get down on the guy. I mean, I've done plenty of that, and um, <laughs> I I will give him credit for you know getting a deal and actually improving his play, which is something that you know, several other guys on the team have not done. Um, But I still think he's got a little bit to prove. Oh yeah. And and, and he's got room to grow too. Like he's, he's not, I don't think he's there yet. This isn't as, at least I hope it's not as good as he's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I I would, um, I haven't looked at it. I would like to see the stats on his targets versus reception. And I know that that's not all on the receiver. Um, You know, maybe just look at drops, which I don't always agree with the way they, track drops either but um i think his i think his catch percentage or whatever the the however you do, you'd want to term that stat has to be up this this season compared to probably any other season he's had i think he's catching a lot higher percentage of balls that he should be catching he's right. not he's not dropping nearly as many of those easy passes that he's dropped other seasons he's had he's had you know one or two here and there but it's not been a noticeable issue with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's been probably the most exciting thing is that he just feels like a reliable receiver now. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, it's almost like it's flipped. Like he's, he's catching by default now and it, it stands out when he drops, right. We're, we're almost yeah. before you, you'd kind of expect a drop. Like on the easy ball, right. you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. You expect yeah. on the easy ball, but you expect him to make one, one or two fantastic catches a game. You're like, well, why can't he catch that easy pass? And you know, but he's been doing both this season with just, I mean, and everybody has a drop here and there, you know. So you can't you can't knock him for the the few easy drops he's had. It's not been, it's like you said, it's really flipped. It's not been yeah. near the same as what it's been. Really, the, the the whole rest of his career, I think he's been like that almost every other season. So, so, so who do you think's had a better season this year, David and Joker or Amari Cooper? Ooh, 
tough one. I I think Amari Cooper's probably who I would go with. Um, yeah. but I, but I expected that from him. Like I thought he was going to go back to his old form, right. Where David, David's shown more growth, but Amari's yeah. just yeah. kind of what he's supposed to be doing. You know, I, I think, I, I think, go ahead. I think it goes to the, the level of competition at those positions and then mm-hmm. what the, what the yardstick is, right. That Njoku is now considered a top five tight end in the league. Um, and Amari Cooper is probably not even in the top 15 in, in wide receiver play. But, yeah, and that's kind of where I was going. You know, to me, one of the next top players on this team is is Amari Cooper. He, right. And I, ha- I happen to have their yardage totals in front of me because I was kind of looking at where they were going to end up for the season and where they are, you know, in personal bests and thing, things like this. And Amari yeah. Cooper's sitting at 932 yards off season. Uh, and Joku's sitting at 551. And, yeah. and I know he's missed the time, but um, Njoku is 88 yards away from his career high with, with three games left. So he's, he's in all likelihood, he's going to surpass his career high in yardage, you know, just by getting to 650 or 700 yards in these final three games. Um, yeah. And if you get 700 yards out of your tight end, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Amari yeah. Cooper is going to, going to end up with a thousand receiving yards. And I think this will be his sixth. 1000 yard season. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is just impressive. But, but like you're saying, there's so many good receivers that, that yeah. getting a thousand yards, um, you know, we don't he, think of him he, as, as a pro bowler because of what he's up against competition wise. Well, we think of him as a great receiver in Cleveland because, you know, I mean, other than, you know, um, you know, other than, uh, Jarvis and, and, uh, you know, and, and, um, and um, Beckham. yeah, and, and Beckham, we really haven't had anybody push a thousand here, you know, recently since, uh, yeah. um, you know, in, in quite a while. So right. don't forget, yeah. DPJ is getting close too. he's, I don't know, maybe 250, something like that. away. Uh, he's he's yeah, got a he, shot this year. He, he's actually at 782. So he needs 218 yards in three games to hit a thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. very interesting. Um, That's good to see. And he's yeah, good, still young. Yeah. He's he's 23, 24. That's, you know, I'm happy with that at that age. Yeah, and if you look at it this way, if Njoku wouldn't have missed the, I'm not sure how many he missed, two, three, four games, you know, maybe he's sitting at 700-some yards, and maybe he's pushing toward thinking, yeah, maybe if he has a big game, he hits 1,002, and, and suddenly you've got three guys pushing for 1,000 yards. Um, no. You know, it makes your receiving core look a little bit, a little bit better than what you felt like we had going into the season, yeah. which was Amari Cooper and and question marks. <laughs> uh, seriously, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. you know, I mean, DPJ's really improved, um, and I think people liked what he did last season, but there were still a lot of question marks about him as to whether he could take another step. And he, he has taken another step, definitely. Yeah, for sure. A lot more consistent, too. Previous years, yeah. like, he'd, he'd blow up the Bengals, and that would be his big stat game, and then not a lot of the rest of them. But this year, I've seen it be yeah. real consistent. Like, just great performance. You know, again, young guy really kind of stepping up finally. Good to see. Yeah. 
So just finishing yeah. that thought on, on Pro Bowl players. Yeah. Um, I think there's another tier of guys that, like David and Joku, are, are, are going to hopefully rise to that level in the next few years. Um, I think JOK has that potential. Um, obviously, Denzel should be there. If he was playing inspired, he would be. Um, yeah. And Greg Newsom can, can definitely be in that conversation once they really figure out where they're going to play him. Um, you know, then you've got another layer of guys below that. But this team's not far away from having a whole bunch of pro bowlers. I, I agree. And I it's probably jumping the gun a little bit. But if you watch the way Emerson has played this season, you can definitely see that he has that potential in him, too. Yeah, what, what's going to hurt him, I think, is the pedigree, you know, as being a third-round pick. Um, so he's going to have to really ball out to, to leapfrog guys who were taken ahead of him. Um, yeah. Who have higher expectations, right? Um, right, right. But but definitely has has played extremely well and, you know, should be getting recognized for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, so Mike, how much of the Browns-Ravens game did you get to see? I actually got to see the whole thing. Um, my cousin and I were there up in Cleveland. So <laughs> Nice. nice. <laughs> so we all got different views on this thing. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I think, uh, I th- I think it w- there was no score after the first quarter. So I, I really didn't miss much of anything other than the Browns. Um, the Browns stop on fourth down, down at the, where was that? Down around the five of the Ravens um, yep. when the Ravens went for it. So, so I missed that. I mean, I saw that in the highlights, but other than that, um, you know, I didn't miss any of the scoring. Um, you know, Jeff missed a little bit, but there was, there was plenty going on in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the first half the went real fast. Was it. So they, I think they, yeah. uh, until they cut over from the other game, they weren't taking any commercial breaks. So even in person, you could tell the game was just flying by. It was, it was kind of weird. Yeah. 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 And, and that other game was taking so long. <laughs> it, it went an hour. I mean, it went an hour longer than it should have. Um, yeah. It, just, it was it took forever. the end of regulation was when we were parking our car before we walked over to the stadium and we were shocked when we finally got into our seats and it was still going on. So, yeah, it was it was unexpected. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, that game couldn't end soon enough and, and it just didn't it just didn't end <laughs> soon enough. So anyways, uh, I, mean, I don't I don't know. Why don't you guys just give me based on what you saw? What what were some of your takeaways from this game? What what did you think? And, and Mike, we'll let you go first since you since you got the full picture. OK, um, so a couple things like. I mean, the defense was and has been for you know two, maybe three weeks, a little bit better. Um, but I felt like Baltimore was really helping us out. I, I can't, for the life of me, just make sense of why they were not playing to our weaknesses because they're pretty glaring, I feel like, and other teams have just exploited them to no end. Um, but Baltimore seemed like they were out to prove something, like they could, you know, prove they can win in multiple ways or something like that just didn't make sense. And it made our defense look really, really good. Um, 
and I don't think like I don't think it's legitimate. Like it, it just didn't feel it didn't feel like we were playing that impressively defensively, but the outcome made it look that way. I mean, holding any team in the NFL to three points is is incredibly impressive. Um, yeah. But just it felt a little disingenuous for some reason. Um, and the special teams was kind of the same way. Like at one point, um, I think I think it was one of Tucker's misses. Maybe there was a block there. And I saw special teams coach Prefer like massively celebrating on the sideline. And my first thought, I couldn't even like really enjoy it. I was just like, there's no reason to celebrate. Our special teams has been horrible this season. Just because we finally pulled it all together, it, it was it was a little bittersweet. But I felt like the offense was was starting to come together. So there, you know, it wasn't all bad. I felt like I was finally starting to see you know, the offense be a little bit more complex. They were starting to do things that, um, you know, people had talked about them finally being able to do with Watson, but they hadn't done it yet. So it was nice to see yeah. them take it to that next step. Um, and, you know, was, I mean, I can't complain. It was a win. It was great to see in person. It was fun to walk out of there and like see the crowd excited and everybody stayed till the end and all of those, you know, all of those things were awesome, but there were parts of it that I just, you know, didn't quite, didn't quite feel right. Nobody was confident until the very end, because I think we were all shell shocked from like the Jets games and things like that earlier in the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like two we can't scores, celebrate until there's like two seconds left. Yeah. So that was, that Got to wait for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah. And it felt like that. Like it just, that really, I think traumatized a lot of Browns fans this season. And <laughs> maybe yeah. just speaking for good reason. <laughs> Cause you kind of felt, you're like, well, there's three minutes left and we're only up by two scores. Anything can happen. <laughs> hey, they could score four <laughs> times on us. You know? uh, but it was, it yeah. was, it was great to see a win. It was, it's great to see that we're kicked. You were really kind of like beaten up on our division. Um, you know, hopefully we'll pull out the, the last one against the Steelers, but I think, I think on the way home, the post game said we're four and two against the division. If that sounds right. Yeah. yeah sounds and, right. And I'll take that. Cause I'm used to, you know, just seeing us get beat up by everybody except the Bengals, but getting swept by Baltimore, right. swept by Pittsburgh. So seeing that apparently we're a team well structured to compete in, in our division is a good step. I like where that's headed. Or are we? We must be three and two. Is that right? We must be three yeah, and two be, with one. We'd be four and two if we with beat the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four yeah. and two. Yeah. Maybe okay. they were assuming the assuming the victory, which is a poor choice, but dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's dangerous. Yeah. Right. We'll see who who uh, has more to play for. Or who cares more? You know, in that, that last game, but. Yeah, no, you you make a lot of great points, Mike. Um, well, Jeff, let's get your thoughts. Now we'll just kind of dive into everything all at once here. I think Mike really nailed it. The, the two things I was going to say was um, Baltimore was uncharacteristically sloppy um, and and really didn't didn't seem like they wanted to win the game, you know. Uh, and it it from from our defense perspective they were opportunistic enough to stop baltimore when they needed to um and and that's not usually what happens against baltimore you know and, and um you know yeah it was hunley not not lamar um but that that usually doesn't matter to our defense you know <laughs> so 
they they found yeah. a way to beat it yeah. beat a guy that they were supposed to beat which i think is important um and then yeah the other point is you know the division thing i mean we've we've proven now that that we can win in our own division we can beat everybody in our division and that's that's critical as far as being competitive going forward yeah yeah i agree with you um definitely the the division thing is is an important thing to take in the next season for sure um i i agree with you guys on on the defense and and I'm Mike, I'm sure the I'm sure the Ravens fans are sitting there watching this game saying, why? What, what are you guys doing? I mean, J.K. Dobbins ran the ball 13 times for 125 yards. He was, he was getting like nine yards a pop. And yeah. how, how do you give that? How do you give him only 13 carries? <laughs> what, well, what are they their thinking? quarterback threw 30 times. That's they, they wanted yeah. to, to prove they had a passing game. And Dobbins yeah, was—he wasn't getting the breakaways like you could see when he would get—you know—get nine yards, but then he would get caught. Um, and they weren't scoring, so maybe they yeah. felt they were getting a little desperate. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, nine yards is pretty good. Yeah, I take it. <laughs> I mean, and and seriously, they, I mean, they're only down by like you know seven or ten points, you know, at any point in this game. I mean, it really didn't make sense to me either. But but yeah, I mean. Um, the Browns got the turnovers when they needed them. I, I thought the, uh, I, I thought Denzel Ward's pick was a really nice play. Um, mm-hmm. we, we just haven't seen much of that this season where guys have, have jumped the ball like that at the right time. Um, yep. guys have been very passive in playing defense. Right. And, and now that they're starting to do a little bit of this stuff, it's, it's showing up and it's changing games. It really is. It's good to see. So I don't know if that's on the coach or, or if the players are finally just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of this. We're letting this shit happen and we, we need to be more aggressive. And, you know, so I don't know why it's happening, but but, yeah, the, the turnovers made up for, you know, the fact that they that they were giving up yards on the run and everything, because, I mean, Baltimore's stats aren't weren't terrible they weren't a whole lot different from the browns really it was the turnovers that made the difference in the game really so yeah two years now this has happened where miles garrett has kind of like called out the defense mid-season i think last year it was i don't know it might have been that blowout with the patriots but like he called out the lack of turnovers and then all of a sudden they just start going after him and getting turnovers i don't understand the connection between the two but, like, it keeps happening. He finally has enough. He finally kind of blows up in public and calls out what is probably his coaches. And then things change within a game or two. Are you guys seeing that at all? Or is this just kind of me imagining it? No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I don't understand it because I would think that players are taught to go, to go after the ball. You know, not necessarily try to intercept it every time, but to try to knock it out, uh, to to try to 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 cut her out and get a pick every now and then. You know, when they have the opportunity. You know, as long as they're not going to get beat on the play for a touchdown, like we've seen so many times this season. It it it's shocked me watching this defense for the first whatever ten games that the Browns' defense is just not even tried anything it seemed like like they're just happy just letting the other team do what they want and then you know letting the third guy make the tackle it's painful 
painful yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's been, uh, I really haven't minded seeing, seeing them get gashed a little bit in the run if, if, you know, and then seeing turnovers because it, it's just been such a long time coming to see this defense play like they want to take the ball away from the other team. It, it's just, it's just a huge difference. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I think I made the comment few weeks ago that it's up to the coaching staff to put our star players in a position to make all pro type plays. And then it's up to the player to execute, right? So JJ three created a turnover by punching a ball loose and then jumping on it. Right. Yeah. He's not doing that if he's 10 yards off the guy he's covering. Right. You got you got to put guys in positions where they can make positive impacts on the game. And I think by doing that by by putting Miles in 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 featured spots to, you know, to to rush um against single, you know, single man, um you know, not getting double and triple teamed, um you know, not having your defensive backs laying off of guys so far, um, letting them get into man coverage more frequently. Um, I, I don't know if it's, if it's a, a conscious choice on the coaching staff's part to, to, to you know, run a different defense, or if it's just guys are finally starting to execute the defense that we've been trying to play all year long. Um, yeah. But, you know, for, for, JJ three to finally have an impact on a game when, when he's been, you know, really catching shit all year long about, you know, sort of watching other guys play. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's the coach or if that's him or some combination of the two. Um, but that's the difference between winning defense and losing defense. I'll, I'll give up yards all day between the twenties. If, if we hold the opponent three points. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. No, I if agree with you. Go ahead, Mike. If it's taken your players till game 10, 11, 12, though, to really be comfortable in your defense, and what is this, year three of Joe Woods? Like, something's yeah. wrong there. Like, either your defense is too complex, you have completely the wrong players. Like, there's there's something major wrong there. That's, I mean, I'm I'm over coaching changes in general, but I feel like that's where the biggest disconnect is right now It's just – like, why is this something that every year doesn't click until it's absolutely the last second? Uh, that's that's the frustrating thing. Like, I just I feel like there's something wrong there, and from the outside, we'll never know what's going on. But well, I, I think maybe, what the, what's maybe the it's common too denominator hard, it's too complex, right? What the common denominator in that, Mike, is that you know they start playing better when the pressure's off. Once they're yeah. you know once they're eliminated from the playoffs. And they've really got nothing to lose. They just go out there and play and have fun and, you know, well, sort of the. Technically, they're not eliminated yet. They still have. And I looked this <laughs> up. They still have yeah. a point. This is a point seven percent chance. Right. So of, less of than one percent. Yeah. Less that. Yeah. yeah. That's less than one percent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm with you. No, I agree. I mean, it. it, it 
I've defended Joe Woods, um, but this this idea every year that we have a hard time figuring out his defense until late in the season is is really starting to bother me as well. Yeah, yeah. it just seems like chaos. I mean, it used to be that he didn't have enough good players, and they had they gave him a draft of like basically nothing but defensive players, and then you know. It just seems like they're they're figuring things out on the fly, stuff they should have in preseason. Even like who's calling the plays, who wears the green dot. It seems like there's chaos with that. Like they can't figure out who it should be before week ten. I think part of that's injury related. Um, yeah, but it did throw a wild card this year. But yeah, it, but and and it's just it's <laughs> been it's been lack this year. It's been lack of leadership and consistency in the middle of our defense from the D tackles all the way back to the seats. It's been absolutely chaos in the middle of the field. Okay. Um, But there is, there is that, that nagging repeated pattern year in and year out about how, you know, Oh, we're going to simplify it now. We're going to, you know, we're going to make the calls easier. We're going to you know take a lot of the, the reads out and, you know, make it so guys can just go out there and play. Right. Well, why are we making it so hard in the beginning? Let's just make it easy all year long. If that's if that's the kind of players that we have, and that's what it's going to take to make them successful, okay, let's just play it easy from game one. I'm with you guys, and I cut, yeah, just just to kind of build on what you're saying, guys. As far as the Joe Woods defense, it's it is troubling. Um, you know, you want to stick up for the guy. You want. You want him to have time to grow as a defensive coordinator, and you don't want to turn this stupid thing over and bring in some guy who runs a 3-4 and you got to start <laughs> stuff over and all right. this crap, okay? But then you watch this game, and I know the Browns' defense wasn't perfect. They did get some breaks, and the Ravens really didn't play the way they should have against the Browns, but the Browns defense did create turnovers. And, and in the end, they held them three points. Um, even with the two field goals, you know, they still held, held them to nine and that's enough to win, but they're playing Deion Jones and Jordan, Jordan. Um, and I'm going to say his name Jordan. wrong because I call him uh, Kunasik and I know that's not how you say it. Um, Kunasik. Kunasik. Um, <laughs> These are their two starting linebackers in the game, right. you know, and and I mean we got other guys hurt. This isn't even the defense they had at the beginning of the season. They got guys out, right? Um, why is this defense better now? It it just doesn't even make sense. It really doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. I mean, Grant Delpit is finally starting to play better. Um, he was a hot mess the first six or eight games. Um, I think you're starting to get some D tackle play now. You know, um, Jordan Elliott had a decent game. Um, Perrin Winfrey even had half a sack. Um, so we're, we're starting to get some some more consistent play. Uh, out of those guys in the middle. And and I, I've given the defense credit over the last several weeks for getting improved linebacker play. I mean, Tony Fields had a big day. Sammy Taki Taki had a big day, you know, various, various games, right? So they're, they're getting play out of these guys. It's just not 
consistent from week to week to week. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we need that to happen every game, not, you know, like, okay, we're going to get a great game from, you know, Sammy Takitaki this week, and then he's going to go on IR. We're going to try to figure out how to replace him. You know, right. um, that's what's been missing is that consistency of play. You know, outside of, of Miles Garrett, um, you know, who else has, well, and I'll, I'll go back to Martin Emerson, okay? Who else definitely. has really yeah, been consistent definitely. all season long on the defense? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, no, you, nobody can't, you can't, you know, you can't expect uh, that much chaos to, to result in, you know, a highly ranked defense. Although we are improving our defensive ranking now by virtue of, you know, starting to come together um, with all these different moving parts. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'd, I'd like to see it happen, you know, like game two, maybe game three instead of game 14 or 15. Yeah. And, and when you're bringing a lot of guys back, you know, um, and, and I know there are new guys each season. Okay. But right. Yeah. You're still bringing a lot of your core back. Why does it take half the season? Yeah. There, there's really no reason for that. I, you know, I, I can give a defense or a coach a couple games to, to get players, especially if you're turning over, you know, four or five of your starters on, on defense. But yeah, man, not not six, eight games. I can understand games. Greg Newsom, okay, because they're asking different things of him this year, okay, to a certain extent. I can understand, you know, his drop off, right? Uh, but that doesn't explain Denzel Ward, you yeah. know, and and, and I can understand Grant back. Delpit. I can understand Grant Delpit taking a while to get his feet under him. You know, he missed a season, and and you know they've asked a lot of him. Playing a different um, position, too, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, so I, I can understand it taking him a while to figure things out. Okay. But that doesn't explain JJ3. You know, where, where's his play been? Right. So just with all these different moving pieces, you've, you've, you've not only have you not gotten it early on from those guys that, that are new, but you haven't gotten what should have been consistent play from guys who are coming back and really, you know, should be. Like Mike said, you know, now in year three or, or more, really settled into what's expected of them. And if you're not yeah. getting that, then it's hard to make an argument for coaching continuity. Right. You had a point, Mike? No, I was just the Denzel thing. Denzel. I can't explain it. It's he's I don't know. The first two thirds of the season, he was like he got the contract and disappeared. And then he missed a game, concussion or something. And then when he came back, he's been kind of who we all knew and the player he's, that earned that contract. So he's like, oh, maybe I should start playing now or something. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't know if it's him or if it's the defense or what. But I mean, it seemed like it was him. Maybe it's at the, the pressure beginning. being off, like you said. Like I, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but that could be a big variable. Like once they kind of can, you know, when they think it might not be no playoffs, whatever. It's not, not happening this season. Then they're just playing for fun and then things fall into place. I don't know. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I can't explain it, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, it's the same thing with, with JJ three. Um, you know, I, I was probably a little bit mean, but I, I tweeted, you know, I, I said, you know, he makes the first 
three big plays of the season, and then he's out with an injury in that game. Um, right. I, sw- I swear, I, I, I'm sure he's made other plays this season, but all I remember seeing is him coming into the screen after somebody's made a tackle. And like, oh, right. he was right there. He was close. He was he was in the area. But he didn't do anything. Right. It's the old uh, Sendejo move where he comes in and makes it look like he was tackling by showing up oh, a half second uh-oh. late. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, going after Jeff's my boy Jeff's, now. Jeff's a Sendejo guy. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it, it was it's good to see John Johnson make some plays, but I'm thinking, man, where has this been? You know, but it, it's the same for other guys, too. So. So, yeah, you don't know if it's um, if it's the pressure, if it's finally figuring out the defense, if it's, you know, or, or, or what the heck's going on. So, yeah, uh, well, these last three games are going to be key in terms of, you know, can we see that consistency? Because. These next three teams we're playing are not good teams. And we ought to be able to at least put the same kind of effort out on the and field two of as them we are did not against the Ravens. Teams. Two of them are not good teams. One of them is uh, one of them is probably going to be tougher than what you think. But, um, but yeah, so we'll see about that. But talking about the defense, I mean, it's it's and we're not going to talk about who's going to be back or any of that stuff, but. The defense, you know, and and uh, and and Joe Woods and the special teams and Mike Prefer are. It seems like they're in very similar spots. It's like you're you're thinking a few games ago, uh, these guys are going to be gone after the season, and now it's like they're both um, all of a sudden they're they're uh, you know um, they're they're whatever you want to call it. The defense and the special teams are are stepping up, making plays and stuff to make the coaches look good. Um, whether it's the coaches or not, and you're like, huh, oh, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe these guys will be back now. And it's like, <sighs> after we've been cursing these guys all season long, and it's like, you don't know if you want to be happy about these plays or not. And I think you alluded to that, Mike, with the with the block, with the block kick. It's like, um, you know. Yeah, it's conflicting. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it was that way with the punt return. I'm thinking, oh, great, yeah, you know, or or – our punt teams have done nothing but fair catch the ball and let guys have decent returns all season against us all season long. And now we're getting near, you know, the end of the season. It's like, oh, let's make a couple of special plays here just to try to bring him back. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean, we'll we'll talk about that when the season's over. Those coaches, right? But, um, right. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's like you don't know if you're really rooting for these guys or not at this point, just because of what we've watched all season long. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, so I, I had a couple other things here, but um, we'll get to, we'll get the Saints and Browns here in just a minute, guys. But um. Talking about the ward pick, that um, did you guys both see? I'm not sure where it was in the game, but the uh, the Deshaun Watson passed to Amari Cooper, where Watson is. I mean, it, it was clear across the field. Um, you know where Cooper is almost like like a step or two from being out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a heck of a throw. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so 
Um, Those are the the throws that he can make that Jacoby can't. Yeah, so I I thought that was just kind of a prime example of of the kind of stuff you're going to see from him. Right. Um, probably routinely once he's playing the way he can play. Um, that there that's was, the kind of throw that you 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 just kind of watch and you're like, oh yeah, nice pass. But then you look at how far that throw was, and you're like, man, right. that was like perfect right there he threw one the cincinnati game that it was it was kind of the same thing there was a defender just attacking him i think he was like hanging off his lower half oh yeah and he still like threw it you know 35 40 yards perfect pass and i don't think many quarterbacks can do that so you see those those little glimpses and you're like wow this is this is a different caliber of of professional athlete than than we those are the the adjustments that that the offense is making right now in terms of the pace of plays and mm-hmm. and you know his ability to extend a play um you know with Brissett, they were used to you know really quick drops quick reads get rid of the ball and you know high percentage passes um which puts less of a demand on the offensive line than a guy like Watson who's back there moving around and and shifting the pocket and, and expecting guys to make secondary moves. Okay, like you saw him, I think he got on DPJ at one point, you know, near the end zone. Like, hey, keep running. You know, don't yeah. don't just stop. Yeah. You keep running. I'm gonna find you. You know? Right. So right. that's that's a that's a big adjustment that the offense still needs to make to figure out how to block for him, how to, you know finish a route for him um that that that's what's going to get this team to you know that 30 point offense we've been talking about is when all that yeah. sort of clicks together offensively yeah and, and if you think about it if if the two field goals are made in this game the browns are at 19 and 19 against the ravens defense you know that it, it's it's getting closer to being on track so um still not a ton but, um, you know, you can see the potential. And I think you could also see, the, you know, what uh, what Watson can do. I mean, we know what we can do, but it, he's, I think he's getting closer to it with that long run he had right up the middle. Um, yeah. I think that was probably third or fourth quarter. Um, long overdue. Long overdue. Yeah, you're like, you know, you know? he can do that. And I, I think yeah. he's just been questioning himself and kind of right. like looking to dump the ball off too many times. Yep. Um like down by the goal line when he when he could have easily got that first down by himself if he would have mm-hmm. made an extra move and he like made that wild toss to I'm I'm not sure who it was going to but um he made that wild toss that just went flying out of bounds right um I think he's still questioning himself on some of these plays and I think when he gets more comfortable it, it's going to it's going to change everything mm-hmm. it, it just is so. The Browns, uh, the Browns host the the Saints Saturday at one o'clock, and uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know about you guys. Uh, my wife is thrilled about this. Um, so, because uh, yeah, we're hosting. Uh, we have Christmas Eve here at like five o'clock at our house. Yeah. So. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll see it's how a one this goes. Game, plenty of time. Yeah, yeah it's one o'clock. Well, yeah, she's <laughs> like, well, you, 
you need to be doing other stuff while you're watching that. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes, guys. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the Saints guys are five and nine. Browns are Browns are six and eight. Um, Saints. Uh, let's see. Saints just beat the Falcons. Um, I I watched part of that game. Um, I, I actually watched quite a bit of that game uh, because I wanted to see uh, Desmond Ritter play for the falcons because mm-hmm. i watched you know because got my uh, got kid number three at uh, uc right now so i watched desmond ritter all last season so i wanted to see how he did and uh the answer was not so good but um hope, hopefully he'll do a little bit better in his remaining starts this season but um it was kind of an ugly game so, so saints beat the falcons 21 18 um before that, they lost to the Bucks by a point. Um, they got shut out by the 49ers, 13-0. Um, they beat the Rams 27-20. And they lost to the Steelers 20-10. to So that, that's their last five games. Just kind of gives you an idea of where they've been um, the last last several weeks. So, so now they come to Cleveland to play on the frozen tundra. <laughs> and it's it's going to be nasty, isn't it? Um, oh yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, not all these guys are like from New Orleans or anything. So, so it's you know, um, some of them are probably going to be used to the cold and everything. But uh, I'm sure they're not looking forward to it. Hopefully, some of the Browns players are thinking, you know, this is going to be to their advantage. But um, yeah, I mean, the the over under definitely reflects the weather. In this game, it's it's 32 and a half. I think that's probably as low of an over under as we've seen this season. And uh, looks like the looks like the Browns are favored by three in this game. But um, let's see, just a, a few few of the key players for for the Saints. Um, Andy Dalton's the quarterback, um, former Bengal. Um, I'm sure he would love to beat the Browns, but uh, we're gonna try to not make that happen. Um, he's actually playing fairly well. He's got 17 touchdown passes to only seven picks. That's kind of almost unlike Andy Dalton, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. For about 20, uh, 2,400 yards. Um, Alvin Kamara has only got 641 rushing yards in the touchdown. He, he ran for 91 yards last game. I don't know if he's missed games or not. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, but uh, Chris Olave is their leading receiver out of Ohio State. He's got 940 yards receiving and three three touchdowns. So, so that that's kind of their offense. So, um, so what do you guys think about this game? How how important is it to you guys that they win this game? Um, <laughs> are you thinking draft? Do you want to see growth from this team? Do you want to see guys fighting for their jobs? Um, you know, and, and what do you expect out, out of this game? So, so let's kind of start just by getting your thoughts. So um, we'll let you go first on this, Jeff. I, I want them to win. I, I, I don't care about draft picks at this point. I want this team to gel. I want to start yeah. building toward next year. Um, I mean, you know, 10 degrees isn't the ideal environment to, to be fine-tuning your offense. But, um, I mean, I, I want to see guys go out there and fight, you know. Um, I, I think the, the schedule now is, is favorable enough that we should be able to put together a, a little bit of a run and, you know, let's, we've, we've beaten the hardest team left on our schedule. Let's keep going. Yeah. 
So what do you think, Mike? Well, definitely uh, definitely not thinking about draft picks because the Texans have all of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so What's our really first pick, third or fourth round? We, might we have, have our own second round. Yeah, but oh, still, right. like, you know, at, at that point, we're not really filling in too big of holes, I don't think. But We haven't gotten um, a lot out of those lately. No, I mean, it's it's absolutely a winnable game. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I forget where Andy Dalton was playing last year, but I feel like he beat us recently when he shouldn't have. Um, yeah. Sometime like late last season or something. Maybe a Chicago game. Chicago, I think it was in Chicago was? last year. I don't know if we lost to them or not, but yeah, I think it was in yeah. Chicago last season. I'm not sure where he was before that. It was someplace else between uh, Chicago and Cincinnati. He just always kind of had the Browns number. I mean, he was he was the last Bengals quarterback to beat us before before last week, um, which was a good stat when you live too close to Cincinnati. Uh, Let's be honest, Mike. <laughs> a lot of people had our number. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's not, we won't even talk about the Steelers um, and their their streaks. <laughs> but, I mean. It's a it's a winnable game. Vegas doesn't think so. I mean, the spread that would they say it was two, three and a half, three. You said that's basically home field advantage. Um, I yeah. think we can beat them. I think we if if our running game is is solid, it's gonna be playing to our favor. Um, you know, I, I I I it would be a really bad sign if it, if we got blown out or if there's something like that that just made us look ugly. This should be a game we can win by 10, 14, something like that. Kind of like the Ravens game. Like we should be able to grind them away and just be a slightly better team than them, plus be at home and, you know, kind of chip away the points. I don't I don't know how much of a home field advantage is going to be, though, because my prediction is a pretty sparse crowd that's going to tough it out for this one, especially, I mean, with the holiday and the weather, it's kind of the double – the double whammy for scaring people away from the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. Um, you wouldn't catch me out there. Um, it's just, yeah, not in that, not in these kinds of temperatures, but um, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't know how nasty the field's going to be. And we know it's going to be cold. We don't know how much snow there's going to be or anything like that. Um, we know guys are not going to want to be out there. Um, so I don't know how much they're going to pass the ball. I think they're going to run, you know, they're going to try to run. Um, you know, I think the Browns should just go with the wishbone, um, get your own forward out there with, with Hunt and, and, uh, you know, and Chubb and, uh, let's run the wishbone this game and well, let's see if anybody can <laughs> see stop what it. Happens. Let's see if anybody can stop it, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, no, why, why not? Um, I mean, I, New England had that game last year where they had like what three pass attempts. I mean, the the precedent is there. Yeah, and they they beat the crap out of us. I mean, wasn't that against us? <laughs> no. I well, they they only had like five or six off. against us. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was their technique last season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to yeah, see Yelda Froholt playing fullback. I mean, he's done everything else offensively, so let's let's they give him that chance to block, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's let him do that. Um, Maybe even hand him the ball once. 
I'd be good with that. I mean, he's now he's he's been touching the ball now. Right. Should be comfortable <laughs> holding it. He should be. He should be. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, and, and I don't, you know, I don't want to go against what you're saying or anything, Jeff. But the Washington Commanders are seven, six, and one. Now, they they are in last place in their division. Yeah, but they have a winning record, so I I don't want to take them too lightly next week. Yeah, yeah. So, well, but they're we'll, the we'll best team that we play from here on out. They're yeah, well, they're they're, they're, they're going to be better than the Saints. The they're, yeah. they're definitely going to be better that better than the Saints or the Steelers. Yeah. So, um, not that we're going to take any any of these games lightly. I mean, if you guys have been watching football this season, <laughs> you know that anybody can beat anybody on uh, any given week, and and that's not just a football thing. That that's something that is has really made a point of being accurate this season. Yeah, <laughs> it's games like somebody closer than to, they've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people who who gamble um, have have kind of you know been turned off to gambling this season because there's just no way to know who's going to win some of these games. It's right. just it's just impossible. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I mean we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean the Colts you know, blew a 33 point lead. Yeah, just so we could miss the first quarter of our game, they did that. You know, if they could have held that damn lead, we would have seen the whole first quarter. Um, <laughs> it was almost as shocking as the Colts having a 33-point lead going into the half. Like, that's each true. part of that separately. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> How's that happen against the Vikings? Yeah, that, that didn't even make sense. So Right. Um, yeah, one uh, – I'm going to go over one more thing, and then we'll do score predictions and get on out of here, guys. But um, Nick Chubb is 242 yards away from his career high that he established in 2019. Do you guys think he gets there over these final three games? And and he uh, he um, he missed practice, I think. I don't know about today, but he was held out Tuesday with an ankle, so. I'm assuming he's going to be ready to play and want to play and everything. Um, I mean, you got to figure there's really no reason for him to play in these games if he's hurt at all. But um, assuming he plays the three games, you know, yeah. uh, just, just kind of wonder what you guys think. If you think he'll, if you think he'll get there. I'm going to guess he comes up a little short um, just because that seems to be the way it, it works out. Um, I mean, that Steelers game is going to be another another running one, but uh, I, I, my prediction would be just, you know, 20, 30 yards short, something stupid. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, it's probably a good bet. Yeah. Um, the way our I mean, offensive line's been playing, it's not it's not a given that that, you know, he's going to be able to get 100 yards. Well, I mean, he had 99 against the Ravens. Right. Uh, which, which is uh, his best game against the Ravens in several years. It's probably his second best game. I think his, his best game was a while back. Then he have the two or three touchdown game against the Ravens yeah. way back. Um, other than yeah. that, he's pretty much been shut down against the Ravens, I think. Um, yeah. So this was one of his better games against the Ravens. But uh yeah, I, I think it probably depends on how he does this this week and if he plays and if he runs well in the cold and all that. So um, right. probably dictate what happens. But um, OK, you guys, better so. field condition in the last two games uh, being on the road. So, you know, he should he should have plenty of opportunities if he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
That's true. He only needs uh, he only needs one kind of average game and two decent games. So, so yeah, it yep. could it could happen. But um, if what Mike said, uh, you know, if that happens, I won't be surprised at all. Nick uh, Nick could very well come up four yards short. Um, That's okay. If that happens and we win the last three games, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, with it. it's not going to happen. He's not worried about that stuff. So, okay, guys, let's get uh, let's get score predictions. And um, Mike, if you want to add some flavor to this, you know, with with a little bit of uh, you know a special prediction of, of a play or anything like that, you're welcome to do so. You get to go. Um, yeah, all right. So I'll go final score. I think it is going to be low scoring. I think the Vegas probably has the over under pretty much nailed. Let's say like a a seventeen thirteen. Um, but I think there might be a little more passing than people are expecting. I think the weather goes against it, but Deshaun has to break out one of these games. So I'm gonna say over two hundred and fifty passing yards is, is gonna be my wild card prediction. Wow. That's for uh, for just for Watson, right? Not not combined between the two teams. Not combined between <laughs> the two teams. <laughs> so you got Brown seventeen thirteen. Yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Jeff, before you go, I want to flash back to our to our uh, guesses from last week, and of course, uh, Browns won thirteen to three. And uh, Bill and I hosted Yvette, and Yvette said 17 to 15. Uh, Bill said 27 20, and I said 24 14. So, guess who won? We're going to well, give it. It, it happens gonna, every week. We're going to give it to Yvette. Yvette, you're the winner. And um, <laughs> once again, the guest wins. So, so yeah. Mike, you should be feeling pretty good. Uh, you got about a 90% chance of winning this thing. I'll take it. Yeah. It's a good outcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Jeff, back to your score prediction. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 16 to 9 Browns. This is going to be a slog. Um, the, the points are not going to come from kicks. There's going to be a lot of missed kicks in this game. Um, and I'm going to. I'm going to go with my earlier prediction that Yelda Froholt gets a carry. Carry. It's down. I like <laughs> it. I want to see, I want to see that. <laughs> 32. So you guys are both going under. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. definitely going under. I, I can't believe uh, as cold as it's going to be that, um, the only way this game goes over is if there's like fumble recoveries or, you know, um, yeah, pick sixes and things like this. I mean, the offenses are not going to score a lot of points in this game. I just can't, I just can't figure that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, there's not going to be any 14 play drives. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm just going to go a little bit lower then. And <laughs> Say the Browns, <laughs> the Browns win just a just a horrible game. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go Browns 13-6. Um, Browns scored 13 points us. for the second week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to squeak under you. Uh, I just I can't imagine they're going to score more than 17. Um, I just can't imagine. So 
Um, I'll go. I'll go thirteen six. The Browns. Browns get a couple of touchdowns. Um, probably uh, you know one one uh, Nick Chubb rushing touchdown, one uh, Watson rushing touchdown, and they give up a rushing touchdown to uh, to Alvin Kamara. But there's there's one extra point made and two missed. <laughs> Because uh, nobody can kick the damn ball when it's 22 below <laughs> out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, we'll see. Should be a fun one to watch, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. To not be at. It'll be interesting. <laughs> it, yeah. It should really be interesting. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, um, all right. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I guess this will be a good point in time to uh, – to uh, to wish everybody a merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, we we appreciate uh, everybody who who uh, listens to the show and supports us. And um, I guess I guess we got one more show left this this year, so uh, so we'll close that out next week. But um, hope everybody enjoys some time with their with their families or. Uh, um, anybody who's important in their life um, during this holiday season. And let me get some closing remarks. Uh, Mike, we appreciate you coming on. It's great. It's been great having you again and and talking with you. Um, What would you like to leave the listeners with? I'll just say, I mean, to you both, thanks for having me. It's always fun talking with you guys and spending an hour or so chatting about the Browns. Um, You know, next year is going to be the year. I'll say that once again. I think I said that a year ago and every year prior. <laughs> um, but this year I really feel it. It's all coming together. <laughs> and I can say that yeah. almost, almost seriously, but you know, just uh, next year's our year and go Browns. Thanks for having me guys. Absolutely. Um, Jeff, closing remarks. Yeah, everybody enjoy your holidays. Um, this weekend we get one third of the way to nine and six which is where we're headed. So buckle up. Nine and eight, excuse me. Nine and eight. Nine and six. Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to be nine and six, but nine and eight. Nine and eight, we're on our way. That highball's really hitting you. I know. I know. (laughs) Intoxicated with water. Right. And this has been the Browns Blitz. We will catch you next time. (laughs) 